0: Star Wars, Doctor Who, Cosplay, Comic Books,
1: Confessions
0: of a Fangirl. Hey guys, it's time for another Confession of a Fangirl. I have Rachel with me. Thank you for joining the podcast. Not a problem. Let's go ahead and start at the beginning. How did you become a fangirl? How long have you been a fangirl?
1: Well, I'm 28, and I kind of have considered myself to always have been a fangirl. Mm -hmm. I... I didn't really identify myself as that until recently, but I grew up with in the fan culture with, I had older brothers who introduced me to things and it was just something we did in my family, not necessarily in a let's talk about how we're fans of this thing, but getting really excited about something that we all cared about. Yeah. So it was
0: just kind of a way of life for you. Yeah. Yeah. Very cool. Now do you remember the first thing that you were really passionate about?
1: Growing up in my house, it was always Star Wars, was what we were really excited about. Um, But uh, my distinct first memory of that has been called into question by family (laughs) members. I hesitate to to tell the full story, um, but one of my earliest memories, period, is going to see Return of the Jedi um, in the theater with my family, because it was my brother's birthday, and that was what he chose to Mm do. And I was very young. I I actually have spent a good deal of time on IMDb trying to figure out exactly which re-release it was that we saw. Um, But I think that I was about five. And I remember sitting in the theater being absolutely terrified of Jabba the Hutt. (laughs) And um, I I think I had my teddy bear with me. And I literally hid behind him for most of the Uh movie because it it was very scary for a five-year. Yeah, yeah. I, <laughs> I, I became a fan after that <laughs> <laughs> but yeah I mean it was really it's that that's kind of my first one of my earliest memories at all mm-hmm. is going to the movie with my brothers and my my family so I it I feel like it's always been a part of my life yeah
0: that's great and so Star Wars is all that's your main fandom would you consider that
1: that is at the center of kind of who I identify myself as a fan. Um, but it's, I, I'm, I'm not a traditional fan in that I am super involved in the fan community. I, I kind of fan about it on the outskirts. I don't do the message boards. I, I'm not, you know, really a presence in that online community that I know is around star Wars and many other uh, movies of the genre. So I, I consider it very central to who I am as a fan, but I don't know if I would identify it as my main fandom.
0: Gotcha. Gotcha. So are you, you are into other things?
1: Uh Yes. I, my fandom and my fan ishness kind of goes in all directions. I, my first kind of adult thing that I really was a fan of was actually Broadway theater. Oh, nice. <clears throat> so, so I kind of identify with that fandom, um, more so than I do with the movies, even though the movies are so much a part of who I mm-hmm. am. Um, but that's really, that was where I got into message boards and, you know, the more online community around fanishness mm-hmm. than anything else was yeah. with broad theater and uh, that kind of thing. I'm I'm one of those people who quotes movies and knows all the soundtrack lyrics and, All that kind of stuff. And a lot of it comes from my obsession with Broadway and theater.
0: That's great. I'm glad you brought that up because people don't... When you think of a fanboy or a fangirl, you're thinking genre-related TV or movies. And it's Mm kind of nice to know that being a fanboy or a fangirl of something doesn't mean it has to be a geeky-related thing. It can be as you theater or Broadway or it could be sports team or it could be your favorite music artist. You know, it's, it's, it's having a passion for it.
1: Right. Right. And I mean, even the other thing that came up really early for me when I was a kid was uh, books. I'm, I identify myself almost more as a nerd than a mm-hmm. geek. Um, <clears throat> I'm an English, I'm a double English major and I'm a writer and I, I read obsessively. And my first, thing that I remember being really excited about outside of TV and movies and my family was getting completely addicted to Ender's game mm. shortly after I learned how to mm-hmm. read so I, I actually used to blame my brothers for wanting to learn how to read I have I have older brothers I'm the youngest and the only girl mm-hmm. and the they both got obsessed with Ender's game when they were about 10 10 and eight mm-hmm. it's very young to be reading that kind of book but they were obsessed with it and it made me want to learn to read because they wouldn't tell me what it was about. <laughs> they like torture their little nice, sister.
0: Nice, yeah. <laughs> very, very cool. Now, um Uh let's talk about let's go back to Star Wars. So okay uh, we are you a fan of the prequels?
1: I have a love hate relationship with the prequels. I I I appreciate them, but they are not the original trilogy mm-hmm. to me and <laughs> I, I have a hard time not, you know, nitpicking the fine details. Yeah. And they also coincide with a lot of the re-releases of the originals, the later re-releases of the originals where things were added mm-hmm. and things were digitalized and I still can't wrap my head around the ending of Return of the Jedi with the projections and the changing of the projections really upsets me still. Yeah. <laughs> So um, I, I like them. They're fun to watch. I have them on DVD. I occasionally go through a period of a weekend where I just have to watch all yeah. six, just for my own peace of mind. But um, the, the, the second, well, the episodes four, five, and six are really the heart and soul of Star Wars to me. That's great.
0: That's really cool. Now, are you, are you into the Clone Wars cartoon?
1: Um, I've seen some of it. I haven't gotten to see all of it, so I, I don't feel like I can speak with authority on it. But I've, I like what I've seen. Yeah. It's it's cool. It's just I'm not as into watching things online or even reading things online. I like paper and I like watching things on TV and on the movie screen. So yeah. I haven't gotten quite as into it as the original
0: gotcha. movies. Gotcha. Gotcha. Very cool. Now let's go. This is a hot topic of late. Uh, is is girls and geek. Or girls being mm-hmm. geeks. Now, obviously, there's all there's there's always been geeky girls. For, mm-hmm. you know, maybe they're not as prevalent as geeky boys, but they're definitely they're mm-hmm. definitely out there. But it, it, the past, I would say, probably ten years, being a geek is actually becoming cooler. You know, it's, we're mm-hmm. becoming the in crowd and so now people are proclaiming to be geeks, and they're getting flack for it, especially beautiful women say they're geeks mm-hmm. now what, do you, what are your feelings on that
1: I, I really kind of hate it i mean i feel like the the coming of popularity of the geek of the geek and geek culture has really almost come out of or coincided with this uptick in bullying and the covering of mm-hmm. bullying in schools with teenagers and that kind of mm-hmm. thing and to me a lot of what i identify with um and i put that in quotation marks kind of um, is that geeks are people who I could get really excited with when I was a kid Mm -hmm. and they make fun of me for things that I thought were cool. Even if they weren't familiar with them, it was, you know, a chance to get excited about something we had in common, but also to share excitement about something that you thought was cool. Mm -hmm. And the fact that bullying is now becoming a part of geek culture is upsetting to me because it's something that I don't ever want to identify myself with. Mm -hmm. So, fact that if I identify myself as being excited and passionate about something and therefore being called a geek, it's, I I don't want somebody to say that I'm being mean to another geek because they're excited. Like that, it's such a, I don't, it's it's such a juxtaposition. And so it's so bizarre to me. I'm sitting over here talking with my hands, trying to explain (laughs) it and can't see me. So it doesn't really work. But I, I hate the idea that anyone would tell someone that they shouldn't be excited that they can't be excited about something just because of the way they look. That is, that goes right back to traditional bullying and you know, geeks when you identify them, aren't, you know, they're not the captain of the football Mm -hmm. team necessarily. or the head cheerleader, but who says they can't be? That's true. As as you said, it can, you can be a geek about a sports team. You can be a geek about Broadway theater or about science fiction movies. Who cares? As As you're excited and passionate about something and, sharing that excitement and passion with other people. Yeah. There's no, re- I, I really don't feel like there's any room in the overall community to be telling some, to be telling people that they can't be a part of it. That's yeah.
0: well, especially that, since that community has been picked on for years. I mean, for, yeah. for you know, 30, 40 years, that community has right. been picked. And I, get,
1: I get the defensiveness. I get the protect, I guess the protective quality, mm-hmm. like that some want to, Say, Oh, well, you're too pretty to like this or you, you can't possibly identify with yeah. me. But um, I don't know. I, I go back to what I always heard growing up, because I, as I said, I was the youngest and the only girl. And, you know, I had you, you got picked on yeah. by your brothers and you got you turned around and you used that at school. And it was, you know, you can't always be mean to the bullies when they're mean to you, but know that they're being mean to you because something else is going on with them. Like it's it's very rarely about the person who's actually being picked on, yeah. even if they're receiving the brunt of it. It's very often about the person who's doing the picking. Very true. And I kind of forgot where I was going with that. <laughs> but, no, but that makes sense. Yeah, I understand. You know, I, I don't I hate that idea of not including everyone, yeah. I guess what I wanted to come back I to. See. Yeah. Very cool. Well, and it's funny too because, um, you know, as I said when I first emailed you, I'm I'm not someone who would I guess visually be identified as a geek. I look like anyone who goes to the mall and shops at J. Crew, which I know a lot of geek culture doesn't identify with. But I'm excited about what I'm excited about, and I like to share that excitement. And I am on the hunt for the perfect Star Wars T-shirt, and until I find it. I'm- I'm refusing to, you yeah. know, cave to pressure to just wear t-shirts and Converse or vans and, you know, sit in front of my computer all day, although that's a lot of what I do. <laughs> um, yeah.
0: But, yeah,
1: I just, I don't, I don't think there's one way to be anything. Yeah. Yeah. Especially a geek. I,
0: I totally agree. Have you uh, heard of her universe?
1: I haven't. That's actually one I haven't you need- heard. Oh, wait. Is that The one that is the, it's all geek stuff that's supposed to be for it's women. It's all Star Wars. Yeah, I, I did. I you know, I have looked and I just I'm looking for a specific teacher. Oh,
0: okay. Just,
1: <laughs> that was out in like the 90s oh, and I no gotcha. one had to. <laughs> You're looking for
0: something. I
1: got gotcha. you. Okay. Yeah. But no, I have looked at it and they've got some great options. So I I might expand my collection there.
0: <laughs> nice. Now, one more one last question here. Has being a fangirl made you the girl or the woman you are today?
1: Yeah, I think so to a certain extent. <laughs> um I mean, yeah, it, it's been very, it's kind of one of those things where people meet me and I, as I said, you know, I'm I'm kind of a nerd more than anything mm-hmm. else and a reader, writer, but I've had kind of mainstream jobs. I've worked in politics, I've, I've worked in marketing and communications, and um, you don't really get the geek vibe right away, but it's the people who get to know me and they see that my passion for whatever I'm doing comes from the fact that I've been allowed to explore my other passions, Mm -hmm. whether it's my excitement over going to a midnight showing of star Wars or my excitement about a new book by my favorite author, um, that it all comes from the same place. And I've been able to take that excitement and that passion and my ability to express it. Um, and I've really been able to use that in my everyday life. So, I, I think that it has kind of made me a bit of who I am um, but I' I'm, I'm definitely still a work in progress so <laughs> I, don't, I don't think I'm fully there I think if anything else um, just you know the the greater presence of geek culture in the news and in my online life I guess uh, I'm on Twitter and Facebook and Tumblr and now on Google+ which I'm really excited oh, about. Me too. Um, <laughs> I just got I just got an invite to that this week. That was really cool. The that has it's it's made me more accepting of my excitement and passion to the point where um, I I'm not necessarily as concerned about pursuing um, employment options that I wouldn't have I wouldn't have pursued Mm -hmm. in the past because they were out there Mm -hmm. not in what I was doing, but things that might not be ready for me yet that I'm ready to mm-hmm. do and me taking kind of that leap of maybe moving to a different place. I'm currently um, writing a novel, so I'm taking time off from traditional employment and now that I'm getting back into looking for that, uh, being open to going somewhere that I never thought I would have gone.
0: That's great. Before. That's great. Yeah.
1: Uh, yeah. And- and, you know, and not just having a supportive family who's excited about my op- my opportunities, but also having friends who I've definitely met in real life. But our primary mode of communication is online. Mm-hmm. Um, it's it's very much it it makes me feel more confident about you know leaping off the ledge without a ground in sight. Yeah, yeah. Sight. yeah, that's great. Um, so yeah, I think that it it has that all comes from the fact that I've been able to get excited about whatever aspect of geek culture I've been excited about at any given yeah. time.
0: Yeah. Fantastic. Well, I so appreciate you uh, taking the time and chatting with me and confessing all your geeky girl with me. <laughs>
1: Not a problem. Right. And
0: uh, maybe we'll have you on later on in the show. And you know, maybe if you sure. get a new fandom or a new passion, you can definitely share it with all our listeners.
1: I definitely Great. will. Well,
0: thanks again, Rachel. I really appreciate it.
1: Thanks. This is The Fump. But Vodka, you're my wingman my If wingman. anyone can hook me up, you can You gotta help me, Vodka Help me get her out of the bar bar, bar, bar. Crayola, Crayola's all that I know The color's delicious, make it
0: The Funny Music Project at TheFump.com, T-H-E-F-U-M-P.com. Attention, attention, it's finally here, the first and only podcast dedicated to one of the most groundbreaking television series in history, M.A.S.H. Join the hosts of MASH 4077 Podcast, Kenny, Meds, and Al, as they discuss their thoughts episode by episode. They will also share with you some little-known behind-the-scenes information, trivia, and so much more. Find them on iTunes by searching MASH 4077 Podcast or online at www.mash4077.podbean.com. Confessions of a Fanboy is a geeky fanboy production and has a Creative Commons attribution, non-commercial, no derivative, works 3.0 United States license. All rights reserved.